This is The World in 10 on Monday the 19th of December. I'm Laura Cook. And I'm Holly Keogh. Celebrations run through the night after Argentina lift the World Cup for the third time. And China says it's expecting the first of three expected COVID-19 waves. It's been extremely quiet in you know downtown commercial areas where people usually go shopping and stuff on the weekends. People are just choosing to stay at home. The Times of London. in Qatar for the end of the 2022 World Cup, which saw fans celebrate simultaneously in Doha and Buenos Aires. After picking up their trophy in the LaSalle Stadium, the Argentina players were driven in an open-top double-decker bus through Doha. came out to watch the procession, which was led by members of the Qatari Armed Forces. Argentina lifted the World Cup trophy for the third time on Sunday night in dramatic fashion. We'll have more analysis on what that win means for the players in our sport roundup with John Jackson later, but before that, what this means to Buenos Aires. Drone footage showed thousands of supporters at the city's iconic obelisk. Fan Pablo Vite chose another place to celebrate. This is Mar del Plata, where Dibu was born. Today is a party. There are no social classes. We are all together. It is a party. Elsewhere, Alejandra is one of many Argentinians living in Mexico. And on Sunday night, they joined together in the streets wearing the squad's blue and white colours to sing and celebrate, to praise the national squad. It was thrilling. We were born to suffer. This is the only thing we can do, to suffer. So there was no other choice but to end the game and win this way. Here you can feel the joy of an entire nation scattered around the world. Argentina is bursting. The World Cup triumph comes just two years following the death of the soccer legend Diego Maradona, who had famously led Argentina to their last title in 1986. This was the third time the Blue and Whites hoisted the World Cup trophy in Argentina's history. A top Chinese health official says that he thinks China is experiencing the first of three expected waves of COVID infections this winter. Epidemiologist Wu Zhenyu said that he thinks the current uptick in infections will continue until the middle of next month. The country is seeing a surge in cases since it lifted its most severe restrictions. Jeremy Goldcorn is the editor-in-chief of The China Project. He says the government may have abandoned its zero-Covid policy, but people are imposing restrictions by themselves. People seem to have chosen to stay at home, so um, our um, correspondents in Beijing and Shanghai and Chengdu and some other places uh, in uh, other cities in China have reported this weekend that it's been extremely quiet in you know downtown commercial areas where people usually go shopping and stuff on the weekends. People are just choosing to stay at home. Chinese cities remained quiet on Monday as people stayed home to protect themselves from the surge in COVID-19 cases that resulted in two deaths. 
In Shanghai, traffic was sparse and schools were closed after authorities said most classes should be online. This comes after rising doubts over whether the official count was capturing the full toll of a disease that is ripping through cities after the government relaxed strict antivirus controls. Monday's two deaths were the first to be reported by the National Health Commission on the 3rd of December, which was days before Beijing announced that it was lifting curbs. The virus has broadly been kept in check for three years, but China's strict restrictions triggered widespread protests last month. You're listening to The World in 10 from The Times of London. Analysis and insight into global events all in just 10 minutes. Coming up, the Thai Navy hunts for missing marines after a warship sinks and camels are on the loose after a nativity goes wrong. The Times of London Be careful what you wish for. That's what Twitter owner Elon Musk has said as he launched a poll on Sunday asking if he should step down as head of the social media platform. In his tweet, he also wrote he will abide by the result of the poll – 56% have so far said yes. Katie Prescott on the Times of London's business desk explains what happened over the weekend which caused him to lose popularity. Journalists were banned from Twitter, which was incredibly controversial and caused a lot of anger. And as a result of that, a lot of people started talking about moving to other platforms Mm. and were tweeting links to these other platforms. And then very bizarrely last night, Twitter introduced a policy saying you're not allowed to link to other platforms. Mm. That counts as promotion. So if you're saying, you know, go and find me on Facebook here, that's not OK and you'll be banned. In October this year, Musk completed his $44 billion acquisition of the social media platform. Since then, he's fired top management and laid off about half of its workforce while seesawing on how much to charge for Twitter's subscription service, Twitter Blue. On top of the events over the weekend, last week saw Twitter disband its Trust and Safety Council, a volunteer group formed in 2016 to advise the social media platform on site decisions. A flagship Royal Thai Navy warship sank after its engine malfunctioned yesterday night. 33 Marines are still missing after high winds made the HTMS Sakatai tilt to one side before becoming flooded with seawater. Three Navy vessels and two helicopters were sent to find the missing people off Prachuap Khan province, which is south of Bangkok. The overnight rescue mission secured 73 of the 106 people aboard. Videos and footage shared on social media showed the Sakatai, one of just seven Navy corvettes, at a nearly 60-degree angle to the water. The sound of harsh winds and shouting sailors in the background. The rescue mission is still ongoing and the Navy say that preparations are still being made to salvage the sunken warship. Now for more on the World Cup final, here's John Jackson. The door is open for Lionel Messi to continue playing for Argentina after he guided his nation to their third FIFA World Cup and their first in 36 years. On a night of high drama, Messi scored two goals and again in the shootout, leading his side to an emotional 4-2 win on penalties over France on Sunday. The match ended in a 3 all draw after extra time. After finally fulfilling a lifelong dream by lifting the ultimate prize in world football, many thought the 35-year-old may never wear the famed blue and white stripes of Argentina again. But within a few moments of getting his hands on the trophy, Messi declared that he does not plan on retiring from international football in the near future. 
Argentina manager Lionel Scaloni suggested they should keep the number 10 jersey prepared for the next World Cup if he feels like playing again. Messi will be 39 when the next finals take place in the USA, Canada and Mexico. French superstar Kylian Mbappe scored a hat-trick in the final but still ended up on the losing side as the World Cup in Qatar came to a dramatic end. Catherine Jenkins' show for Pope Francis went ahead after all on Sunday evening after her lost luggage almost cancelled her appearance at the pontiff's Christmas concert. The Welsh classical singer worried that she might have to pull out of the event after her bags went missing on her way to Rome. But she later posted on Instagram that the show must go on and so as not to let anyone down, I would have gone in a bathrobe if necessary. The singer was luckily reunited with her missing belongings, including her dress for the show, just 20 minutes before she went on stage. And finally, rogue camels escaped a traditional nativity scene in Australia on Friday, leaving Mary, Joseph, the shepherds and wise men to gather alone. The three camels left the live reenactment of the Bethlehem story to cause traffic chaos in Brisbane. They opened the gate of their own pen and were seen strolling down the road, forcing surprised motorists to slow down. Posting on social media, Bridgman Baptist Community Church said... Our camels got a bit lost on the way to Bethlehem. Gladly, they're back safe and sound. And that's your World in 10 on Monday the 19th of December. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.